Hello and welcome to Two Broads and a Bottle of Wine. I'm Kelly. I am a white cishet woman, short and juicy, Gen X, living in the United States. How about you, Leslie? Um, hey, I'm Leslie, and I'm a almost 51-year-old white female. Yeah. Cis, hat, whatever. <laughs> fill, in the, fill in the blanks. I'm not assuming anything right now, but just kind of, yeah, that's where I'll yeah. sit today. Okay. And today, we are circling back to a topic that we've talked about before. We talked about it when we focused on belly dance. And actually, so is this the second time? I guess this would be the second time we focused on self-image. Yep. So yeah, so we're circling back to self-image. And we're just going to talk about where we are with it now. So do you know where you are with it now? I think the thing I kind of try to talk through a lot or think through process, I guess, is my more, cons- I wouldn't say concern, but more my thoughts go around the whole body positivity side of it. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's a has a as most things has a good intention. However, body positivity is extremely binary itself, mm-hmm. right? So you either loathe yourself or you love yourself, but there's nothing in between. So I'm much more in line with body neutrality where. Mm-hmm. I live on a spectrum of that, right? There'll be days I'm not happy with something and that's okay. It's just like a relationship. Like I think if you live in body positivity, you're kind of living in the Cinderella fantasy mm-hmm. world with your body as, yeah. a, as your as your partner. So I I've been do watching and processing a lot more around body neutrality with folks because I think I've seen people try to struggle to body positivity and I'm like you don't have to be positive about everything. Like that's also bypassing things. So I feel like that's kind of where I've been sitting through it is kind of watching folks trying to love themselves. And it's like, it's okay just to be okay with yourself, not have to be all love. So I think that's kind of where I sit more often with folks when I'm trying to talk through Mm -hmm. self-image. But I mean, there's so many places I go. Like last time we did, it was over a year ago. So I've been doing a lot more work Movement wise, like I work with folks of all different sizes when I teach my movement classes and I don't really, because I come from a neutral space, Mm -hmm. you don't, I'm not trying to bypass fat people. That's not what I'm trying to say, but I find like everybody kind of has their thing they've got to deal with. Right. So it's like, I talk about moving your fat or I talk about, you know what I mean? Like, so I, Mm -hmm. I feel like it sets itself up for for folks to be more comfortable with who they are, mm-hmm. whatever size they're at, while still accepting, letting people who aren't seen in this capacity of movement, mostly larger people, feel comfortable, if that yeah. makes any sense. So. No, it totally does. And, you know, when I think of your movement classes, because I've done some of your yoga classes, and the like, the acceptance of an injury, like acceptance of some yeah. type of... yeah. I'm going to use the word limitation, like you can't get into that, the quote unquote, full oh extension of yeah. that pose. But right. y- you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I totally but, th- but there is a way that you can do it that has the same exact effect. Right, right. 
Well, it goes into what's the intention of everything, right? But yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's a it's kind of the interesting little that's just kind of where I've been sitting with it. I think by teaching movement more and more, I've been kind of working with my language, right? Mm-hmm. And like you just said, right? Ra- I would rather radically accept everybody in the room where they are. Yeah. So anybody can walk into your point one day feeling icky in some place more mm-hmm. than another. And I'd rather them accept that ickiness and be comfortable with it, aka bodily neutrality, versus body positivity where they're hating it and they're upset yeah. that they're hurt. You know, yeah. <laughs> it happens, right? Like I've whacked my back one time when I was sitting too much at a desk and it was like, ooh, mm-hmm. you know, but a week later I was feeling great. So it's just like, that's kind of where, where it all kind of intersects for me. So, yeah. yeah. So that's body image for me. I think it's just getting to that accepting. I think body neutrality for me allows more acceptance of yourself Mm-hmm. which changes day to day. So. Yeah, I agree. And I think, and that's really where I've been sitting with it. I have days where I have days where I feel really good. And then I have days where I am just completely and totally yeah. uncomfortable in my body. And I yep. fucking hate it. I mean, yeah. I will... <laughs> I will be completely and totally transparent. I have but that's days, your relationship with you, yeah. right? Like, that's the thing. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if someone were to say, like, what's the relationship you have with your body? I would be like, it's complicated. <laughs> exactly. Just like <laughs> any other relationship you have with people, right? Like, how many people do you mm-hmm. love dearly and at the same point can detest something that they do? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. And that's, I think, what we've got to do with ourselves as opposed to just hate all of it or love all of it, you know? Yeah. And I think too, like, you know, being, being accepting of, of changes. Yeah. Yes. Like when, like, I mean, I'm, I've been, I'm 47 now. I've been perimenopausal since I was 43, roughly. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, some, some days, some weeks, it's a ride. You know, some, some days I can, if I eat, like I've been really, I've I've had a cinnamon roll this week and, you know, like I, I can do that sometimes and it'll just destroy me and how I feel. Yeah. And then there's sometimes you can probably do it and feel okay. Right. And other times I can do it and feel okay. And it's just, it's kind of like a game of roulette of like, well, let's just see, this is what I want right now. So that's the only thing you can do is just be like, ugh. Yeah, yeah, and that's all that's all you can do. And then other days I'm just kind of like, you know, I've straightened my hair, I've done my makeup, I have on a cute outfit, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm feeling myself. This is great. I feel amazing. Yep. yep. And then the next day I can feel like absolute hell. But we're humans, right? Like that's the thing yeah. is like even that eating the Danish and feeling okay or the cinnamon roll one day and not the other day could be so many things like we are totally complicated beings, right? We're biopsychosocial. It could be something just biologically changed, right? Like, or mm-hmm. you're feeling something a little differently that day emotionally and it can impact how you're eating. Like there's just so many things. Like it's like to oh, just totally. try to control it all of the time is, is complicated and so exhausting. So oh, know, totally. Yeah, totally. Um, I can safely say that one of the one of the things that has helped me is something that I learned from you. Mm. Um, because well, I I learn so much from you all the time. It's Aww. just like that we can't 
The score is completely uneven. Um, oh, no, that's not true. That's not true. <laughs> oh, okay. But um, so, I mean, I, I started to, one, I don't look at workouts as workouts anymore. They are yeah. joyful movement. Exactly. Um, and I changed my language with taking the word routine and using ritual. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I got to say, just switching the just switching the language was helpful. But also, too, with my body being different now. Yeah, you know, the like, I have the ideal of like, I would like to, you know, do weightlifting five days a week. But there are some Mm -hmm. mornings where I wake up for the morning ritual. And I'm not into it. Like, I just want to dance for a half an hour. And that's what I'll do. Whereas my mindset has completely changed around that because, I mean, I can think of a time, we'll call it 2015 and 2016, where I would fucking torture myself. Exactly. Like, no, I'm going to Bikram and bar today because... Oh, I remember those days. Yeah. I remember those days. Yeah. 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 And don't get me wrong, there were there were things about it that I loved, but there yeah. were so many times where I wasn't listening to my body and I was just I totally like, it's yeah. like, well, not going to fit into that costume if you don't well, <laughs> shave that inch off. <laughs> well, and that's the thing, right? Is like, you just kind of nailed it. I think um, my thought has always been about reframing things. Like, even when you just said there, mm-hmm. well, I won't fit into that costume. It's like, why can't the, why do I have to wear the costume? Doesn't don't I, how do I want to say this to make it sound eloquent? It's not going to happen right now. But like the costume, the costume doesn't wear me. I wear the costume. So yep. the costume gets fixed to fit me, period. Yeah. End of sentence. Or like, you know, maybe unless you've done like I did a couple of years ago and Sarah did something online and I didn't try on a costume and I realized I'd, my boobs had grown and I was like falling out of my bra. <laughs> That's a different story and I didn't have time. But like, I swear I'm going nowadays is like, like I've got a show coming up, I've got to record in the next next weekend, and I've been looking at stuff, going, "Well, this doesn't fit. That's okay. I don't give a shit. Not going to wear it. I'll wear this instead." Like yeah. I'm starting to think through, like what makes me comfortable mm-hmm. and what makes me happy, right? And so the costume becomes what I can fit into, versus like me fitting into the costume. The costume is going to be made to fit me. Mm-hmm. So it's like all around reframing it. I don't know how to. You can yeah. do that with your movement, right? Like I don't feel like doing weights, but I'm going to do this instead, and that's okay, you know. Which is funny because the next, because I allowed myself that the next yeah. day, yeah. I woke up and I fucking killed it with weights, and I actually ended up doing more. more. Like I was just, yeah. I was like, oh yeah, like because normally, you know, my rule is like, you know, let's yeah. try to do at least twenty minutes. But that day, I was like, nah, I want to do thirty, like you know, I was willing to increase it. And that's the thing, like when I try to do my classes, like it's hard when you're trying to run a class though like that, because that's where I always tell everybody, you got a dial. Mm -hmm. So like you can turn the dial up and most of the time I'll be like, okay, if you want to dial it up, here's what you're going to do. Don't look at me because I'm not dialing it up because that's not where my practice is today. Right. Like it's like Mm -hmm. just knowing if you feel like it. And then sometimes like you want to get to that edge. I think there's something interesting about that. But to your point, like by not doing it, you enjoyed it even more the next time. It's like, yeah, exactly. Like that's the thing. So yeah. Yeah. But language too is interesting on how we talk about other people too, right? Like I've mm-hmm. noticed a couple of folks during COVID who've used this as an opportunity to get in, you know, start doing something for themselves more. And they inevitably, I'm just going to say, lose weight. And I hear people go, wow, you look great. You lost weight. 
And it's just like, wow, they don't have to be go together. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we've got to really watch that shit. And like the one time it happened, I was on a call th- with the woman that got the compliment and the person who said it to her, and it was just the three of us. And I'm like, you do know people can look good without losing weight, right? Like, mm-hmm. she was just feeling better. That's why she was yeah. looking good, right? She had put makeup on. She dolled herself up. She was feeling good. Mm-hmm. Had nothing to do with her weight. It it did in that she was feeling more confident because she was moving. Yeah. But had she not lost weight, I'd argue she probably would have felt, still felt better. So. Yeah, totally. Amazing. But um, I'm kind of. I think the tricky part is this, right? With si- like sizes, you've got shorter people, you got taller people, you got bigger people, you got skinny people, you got all these different ranges. And sadly, the clothing industry, though, doesn't allow <laughs> everybody to dress up and be pretty the way they want to be pretty. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I think that's that goes into so many different things. I could go into even gender expression, whatever. But talking self-image, you could be, you know totally wanting to rock out on something but you can't find it in your size because yeah make it that way right Mm -hmm. and it's like well wait a minute how does this work you know so it's it's tough I really hope there's something coming with that you know where Mm -hmm. larger fashion or whatever fashion right normal sizing things you know I I went to a burlesque show slash fundraiser Mm -hmm. last night Mm -hmm. and um, there was, there was a woman there and she was in a larger body and yep. she was wearing this banging, like tiger print slash black mesh tight fitting dress. Yeah. And I was just, and like, it looked great on her. It's one of those things where I was like, God damn, she's hot. Yeah. <laughs> and I was yeah. just like, and where did she get that dress? You did know? you ask her? I didn't. <laughs> oh, I'm just curious. I was like, and write it down. No, but that's the, I mean, that's the thing. Like there are now places, like it's funny is I had to go to Toronto on Monday. Mm-hmm. So into this, so I wore a three-piece pantsuit. I, I love three-piece. I love wearing a three-piece pantsuit. I'm sorry. It's just kind of my thing. And I found this three-piece pantsuit and it was comfortable and it fit. Mm-hmm. And I wore it. And a friend of mine who's also larger was like, that's really fucking adorable. And I'm like, yeah, here's where I got it from. I buy clothes from them because they go up to a 6X, you know, mm-hmm. and nice. they have really banging clothes, right? And it's just mm-hmm. like, I don't want to have to look like the drab wearing the swing top. Like, that's what you always get when you're fat, right? You get the yeah. top that goes to your boobs and the swing and you look like you're either pregnant. Even pregnancy clothes shouldn't look like that, to be honest. Sometimes yeah. But it's like, can't I have cool clothes too? Can't I have a nice looking swimsuit too? Can't yeah. I? Yeah, you can. Yeah, so, exactly. But I do know, like, for example, you've got like Fabletics has joined forces with Lizzo and they've got their whole new line of clothes called I Nitty. saw that. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. It's not coming to Canada until 2023. Boo! But... <laughs> It's exciting, right? She has the buttless chaps and stuff. I'm like, damn, you know, and I'm like, whatever, man. I love it. That's yeah. Awesome. No, it's so. awesome. I, I got to say, there have been two. I, I was having a rough week this week mm-hmm. in terms. Mm-hmm. I, it's pretty timely that we're doing this because I was really having a hard time with self-image this week. It seemed like every day was just 
discomfort in my body. There were two things that like uplifted me this week. And one was I started watching the um, the 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 Lizzo show uh-huh. on yeah. yeah I yeah. started watching that I only girls. got through yeah. like most of episode yep. one but I was just like I was like this is yeah. so great and then last night going to yeah the burlesque show just seeing it's women of all shapes, shapes and, and sizes, sizes yeah. and they, them, and... Yep. Expression, yep. <laughs> Expression, exactly. yeah, just all of that. I was just like, I was like, this is wonderful because, you know, they're out here not giving a fuck and just loving nope. who they are. Now, does that to say, do they have days that are rough for them? I'm sure, well, sure. we all do. Well, but exactly. it's just, it's just seeing exactly. the... It's, it's just seeing that represented in the world of like... Right. Well, these bodies, to, these people yeah. matter. <laughs> exactly. It goes to show like representation actually matters in all aspects, right? Mm-hmm. You know, totally. skin, gender, gender expression, size. Because yeah. it suddenly makes you like, hey, hmm, I can do this too. And I think it's funny if you're only on episode one, once you get going on Lizzo's show, you start hearing her talk about her music, you know, and she mm-hmm. starts talking about like, people want to have sex with her and you're just sitting, and I listen they're going yeah you know what people do want to have sex with a girl that size nobody gives a shit you know what I mean like it's yeah just this weird epiphany at this age I'm still having that people don't you know it's it's all this weird spectrum of perfection and we don't need to be perfect and what is perfect so. well and there's also this weird culture stigma whatever word we want to use mm-hmm. specifically and and I'm going to say women because that's the perspective that I'm speaking from but there yeah. is this weird stigma and culture around women's pleasure yeah actually you know what there's a weird stigma around anyone's pleasure, pleasure yeah. aside from a cishet white male yeah they can sorry dudes I'm picking on you again but it's just the way it is sorry yeah. but anyone's you know anyone's pleasure outside of that is like and and when I say pleasure I'm not just talking about sex I'm talking about the food you eat the clothes you wear the makeup you want to wear or not wear your hair like yeah we have a body (laughs) yep you know it and it and they can feel pain but they can also feel a great deal of pleasure in many different ways and for some reason any quote unquote pleasure outside the norm it's like well i don't know about that we no, I... need to make some people feel badly now right right yeah no it's interesting because the word for me lately that's been coming up is hedonism mm. which is the kind right is really just like doing whatever you want whenever you want kind of whether that's food whether that's sex whether it's how you look and it's, and so that's kind of been permeating through right and it doesn't mean that I want it all the time but it's just like I'm just gonna like live in the moment and enjoy it and it takes all the layers of your body right it's not just your physical body right because you could be also looking you know Mm -hmm. normal sized and still have in your brain right the whole Mm -hmm. thought that you're too fat or that yeah you know in your heart like so when everything kind of aligns you just kind of let it all be I think that's kind of where self-image needs to go too. It's not just the physical. I think we need to think about 
your self-image as the whole you, right? Your brain, yeah. your heart, your gut, your body. I think when you can tap into that too, it's going to help really find what, I don't know, find that pleasure, find that expression for yourself. Mm-hmm. But um, so I just want to say it's, it's sometimes also bigger than your body, right? Or different yeah. than your body. But yeah, sorry. I don't know where I went on that tangent, but it just popped in my head. I was like, I need to say this. No, I'm glad you did because it brought me to the thought too about rest. So yes. if we're thinking of so if we're thinking of self-image, the idea of somebody right. resting, bunny ears, right. resting, nope. oh, you're a slob, you're not yep. productive, you're not because yep. we live in a fucking capitalistic hellscape. That's yep. self-image that's self-image too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, your perception mm-hmm. of like, well, I always have to be doing or I am useless. Yes. It's like, no, you can be useless. You can yeah. You can sit yeah. your ass down on the couch and watch yep. the Lizzo show. <laughs> exactly. And just feel good. And that's feeding you and taking care of you in a different way, right? That's mm-hmm. giving your space to. It's amazing how we are so starved in, on so many levels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I know. But if you think about it that way, right, on all the levels, like that's maybe how if you really want to work on your self-image is where I was trying to get to it. Working on your self-image isn't just working on your feeling comfortable with your physical, but making sure you're feeding, right, all of it, you know, and just kind of giving yourself that boost and laissez-faire attitude to just let yourself be whatever it is, whether accepting you where you are today, right? Yeah. If that's on the couch watching TV, that's where it is. If it's out for a walk, fantastic, you know? Yeah. If it's eating a chocolate cake, which I'm going to be doing later today, that's fine too. Good for you. Have a slice for me. I have... Why? Because I have no chocolate cake here. If I did, I would be eating the shit out of it. <laughs> you can resolve that. There's stores. I know. There's, there's, there's stores. I can there's make stores it. and places. I could yes, manifest no. a chocolate cake in my you kitchen. Could. <laughs> you could. You know, there's somebody in your house that could just maybe telepathically figure this out and get in the car and go get it for you, too. <laughs> That's how I get my cake. So for me, I think with self-image, it comes down to just reframing things, right? Like, yeah, catching yourself. I'm trying to catch myself, too, on what mm-hmm. thoughts that come in or things I'm about to say and think like, is that fat phobia is very prevalent in our society yep. in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Um in just so many things that we do. Yeah, did you, when you went to the doctor, did you let them weigh you that time? Did you go through that? I did. did oh, do you that? want, do you want to hear this story? Yeah. This, it's okay. Like this, too, right? it, it's, it's pretty quick, but, yeah. um, so I walked, so the person takes me into the room and the first thing they say is we need to get a weight. And I was like, I don't want to be weight today. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, well, do you know your weight? I'm like, no, I don't. Yeah. Why do you and, need to know my weight? And, yeah. <laughs> And she was like, you can step on the scale and close your eyes. I don't have to tell you. And I was just like, no. Yeah, because what does that perpetuate? Yeah, exactly. This, I said, this whole conversation is very anxiety provoking for me right now. Please stop. And steep in fat phobia. Thank you very much. Which arguably, yeah. Yeah. Which, by the way, could then like peel into a racism if we want to go down that route with fat phobia. But yeah. Yeah. And and it was interesting. My my doctor, who I who I love, she was like, I saw that you didn't want to be weighed. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, yes. And you know why? And she was like, you don't need to say yeah. anything more. Yeah. <laughs> 
And but again, after I said stop, like a few yeah. minutes later, she was like, she was like, with your insurance, do you, are you on some type of you know? Well, they'll want you to weigh. And I was like, I was like, I no. Care. I was like, I am not in a wellness program. Actually, for yeah. that very reason, I was like, please stop talking to me about this. Well, and like I had to get kind of nasty. Well, I almost wonder if you had a conversation. Like, that's a good conversation to have with your doctor. Right. Is be like, can you get your staff aware that asking people to weigh themselves is not actually a positive thing? Yeah. Like, you know, I, I sat in a group last year. I sat in like a body acceptance, not body acceptance. What was it? It was something about working on your self image kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, there was a woman in the group, and I'm not trying to share her story, but it was just want to kind of highlight the fact that she had almost basically died because they kept telling her it was just her weight. Oh, oh, God, nothing to do with her weight. And it's like, I know this is a little going off of self image, but it does impact her self image because she the poor thing couldn't be healthy. You know what I mean? Because that happened to me. It's horrible. Well, see, it's just bad. I think it happens to a lot of people. They just don't know it. But yeah, I'm sure to me, I suffered for the better part of nine years. Yeah. Until I met my current doctor. Yeah, right. Which you know, it, it's just, so horrible. yeah, it's, it's, it's frustrating as hell. But I have, I have to share, like I went for my foot, like I went to a chidopterist and said, Ooh, I said it, which is a, <laughs> not a, not a foot doctor, but they kind of do all these other things. I had my injuries from COVID this year were dogs dropping bones on my toes and breaking like toes and toenails all over the place. Yeah. So yeah. So I went I to have weird feet things too. too. Oh God. I do too. I was just talking about it is really vulnerable. I'm just telling people mm-hmm. that. So I uh, went to the chidopterist because it was, I was not sure I wanted to go to the doctor. I wanted to talk to somebody, you know, quicker. And she took me in quickly and resolved it. And we, she's like, okay, you need to go to your doctor and get some drugs. I'm like, okay. So I finally call in and I'm like, oh, get ready to be weighed. Like that went through my mind. And I mm-hmm. went in, sat in the desk, you know, got, went straight to the room. He came in, no questions, no nothing. And I was getting medication. And I was like, I'm kind of proud of this moment. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, I kind of like my doctor's office. And normally with medication, they want to wait. Yeah. So they know what the do- they didn't and- have. And that is fair. If you have yeah. to know my weight for the dosage so I don't sure. die, fine. But that's the kind of medicine I was taking. They didn't really need to know my weight. There was no difference awesome. between weighing 120 and 420. It was yeah. going to be the same dosage. And I'm just like, damn, this is kind of nice. Yeah. And it was actually really relieving. And I almost said something to him after I left that I was relieved to not have to be weighed because I don't even know what I weigh anymore. I have no idea. I don't step on a yeah. scale. I don't, you know, and it's just like, so but just in the opposite kind of saying like it happened without now to your point it could happen if I had to go in and get dosed or something else but this one I didn't have yeah to, so yeah you know I I don't weigh myself anymore um I still will take measurements I actually uh here's a story I actually with my EMDR mm-hmm. I re I reprocessed the anxiety I had around my weight and the, so with EMDR, you have to like bring up the most uncomfortable memory or whatever. And the memory was looking down at the scale and seeing a number. Interesting. Yeah. And so, and, and because I asked her, I was like, can we reprocess this? And she was like, what's the negative belief that you have around yourself when you think of the memory? And I said, 
that I'm a failure. And she was like, yeah, that's a, that's a negative self belief for that. Yeah. Yeah, We can, we can reprocess that. All around weight, which is all around weight. You're not a failure because of weight. Yeah. Which, and, and I will admit to this, like, and let's, let's go back to 2015, 2016. If I had one of those, if I had one of those days where like, I just ate really poorly, I would wake up in the middle of the night with like a panic attack thinking about what I had logged (laughs) in my, my fitness pal. That's terrible. But it all stems from, but it all, but it all stems from when I was Mm -hmm. younger, going back to being a young person and constantly feeling out of control with my body and trying to look for a way to control it. Like, that stuff was still with me at, you know, in my early 40s. And also, too, of course, um, we can tie body image to childhood trauma as well. And I know that's probably not something that we want to go into here because that's super heavy. Totally can be though. Yeah. It well, it totally is. Because when you're not in control of your body, you look Mm -hmm. for a way to control it. Right. But it also can be what you're grown up with, right? Mm -hmm. Like my mother was always on a diet. Right. Mm -hmm. And just constantly drinking like and she still drinks Diet Coke, which to me is like the bane of all evil, because like, that's great. Now you're drinking something with a whole pile of other shit in it that you don't know what it is. (laughs) But (laughs) but yeah, I mean, she did all the things and that's just what I figured you're supposed to do. It's just like, yeah, okay, this is what you do. So it's funny because I look at both of my or all my children, I'll say none of them have dieted or gone through any of that. Yeah. Like my eldest is, is actually lost a little bit of weight. Like she's joking that she went, she was saying that she went down a size. I mean, that was more mm-hmm. just a conversation. She actually didn't care about her size. Mm-hmm. She was like, I went down a size, but that's because she was going hiking all the weekends. Right. So yeah. she had upped her physical activity, but it wasn't like she was trying to lose weight. It's just yeah. what happened because she was, you know, doing more activity than just eating, yeah. sleeping and going to, you know, going to class. Right. She was yeah. not moving. So it's interesting. It's kind of nice to see. I tr- I at least tried to break. I broke the cycle maybe with th- with the three of them. You know, yeah. it's like whew. So well, and what's interesting too is that I know that there are you know there's some medical conditions that cause yep. you know weight gain or whatever. Totally. And yeah, you know I think. But the first thing I go to is hyperthyroidism, and then people are given a, a drug, and then it helps yep. them lose weight. Da, 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 whatever for. People in the in the middle of the bell curve will say, "Yeah, the whole weight loss thing, yeah, is a farce anyway. What is oh, it yeah. like? Ninety five percent of people who lose weight gain it back, and they gain more. more. There's only like five percent of the population that can actually lose weight and keep it yeah. off. And there's also something you do to your biological, you know, the whole. And I'm not trying to bash intuitive eating. That's not what I'm about to say, but." things like intuitive eating get really tough for folks because their body actually doesn't even know how to message anymore. So it's, it's really, really tough. I had, yep. I had that happen. So like, I'm, I just feel like anything where you talk about it starts to get like, you've just got to be comfortable and, and like feed yourself, you know, and feel Mm -hmm. good about that. But it's, it's, it's not that I'm, I'm, again, I'm not bashing intuitive eating. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that it. Oh yeah. No. Dieting and then extremism and any dieting can really screw with your biological stuff that it may never recoup. 
Yeah. So, And I mean, and please don't misunderstand me for people who are like, actively consciously trying to lose weight like if that's what you want to do that's what you do there are some people because I I go through have gone through this am going through this where it's like I'm at risk for type 2 diabetes I really don't want type 2 diabetes like it's actually in my best interest to try to alter it a little bit but I also don't want to be incredibly unhappy on a daily basis and stressed out on a daily basis. So it's up to me to try to balance things out. So I think that's exactly it, though. You got about you nailed it, though, when you say balance, right? It's like you may have to be watching your you may be prone or have something chronic, but I think you've got to balance it with your joy, your mood, like all of it. And I'm not trying to say like calories in, calories out. That's not what I'm saying, but just. You know, being a little chubbier might make you happier and that's okay because you're not, you know, starving yourself or whatever. And feeling yeah. yeah. And, you know, not having, not having that stress actually, you know, exactly. stress lead, leads to weight gain. So, you know, yeah, I might be a little bit chubbier, but hey, I'm not having to take insulin either. So there's, yay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, my A1C is staying under six. Yeah. So, yeah, but but I think that's just it. I think I think it is. It's about finding balance. And I think too it's the acceptance of like we're going to have days where we're off balance. Yeah. And then just getting right. And then just trying to and find it, it again. It comes down to like we're also you and I are talking as white people. So we're going by white I know. standards. I know. Right? Like that's the other thing too is like culturally we're talking and I don't even know, I don't know. And I look back to my genetic makeup and I look at the women in my history Mm -hmm. they weren't necessarily the smallest ladies either do you know what I mean so it's like yeah why am I trying to fit a norm that doesn't even fit the people that I come from it just doesn't make any sense yeah you know like it's just and it doesn't make sense for a lot of cultures right there are cultures that are completely opposite to this but everybody's pushing to this white normality of totally healthy I remember I remember having, years. I remember yeah. having a conversation with one of the. Th- this was back in the day when I was doing therapy, and I was talking to another therapist, and you know, we 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 worked with with families that were in the system, like child welfare and juvenile yep. probation, and all of that. And I was telling one of the the therapists, I was like, you know, I was like, sometimes I was like, these kids, they don't. They don't need a therapist. Yeah. I'm like, they need good nutrition, solid housing. Their parents need to have money and stability. I was just like, you know, maybe the reason people are depressed is because they don't have what they need. Right. And no amount of me, you know, asking, well, did you do your breathing techniques and how does that make you feel? It's going to make their life any better. (laughs) Biopsychosocial model, right? Yeah. Like all of it. Yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah, I'm, you know, what I'm, you know, I was doing good work, but it was, it was frustrating to me too, when it was just like, well, maybe the reason you're depressed is because you never have stable housing. Right. Or the housing you have is affordable, but you live in a not, food desert. Not the best place to live. You live well. You live in a food desert. There's mold. The landlord won't fix anything. Yeah. There's yeah. crime. There, you know, there's all of these things. And I know we have 
really derailed at this point. But it's actually, all, but it's actually all, it's all connected though. But that's the thing, right? So that's where like going back to like self-image, right? It's like, it, it totally is just saying it again, though. It's the biopsychosocial, like your social image is everything coming together. Yeah. And just kind of fighting against the white heteronormative of what you're supposed to look like, right? Like I'm supposed to be about probably 200 pounds lighter than I weigh right now. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and I can't even imagine. Oh, I know. And I'm supposed just, to be at least 60. Who cares? <laughs> who cares? And BMI is a farce. And the guy who created it was into eugenics. So let's just throw BMI Ugh. out the door. I posted once about that. And somebody said to me, well, this is why, what did they say? I don't believe in BMI. I'm like, the problem is though, is I just talked to somebody who got, like, this was a year ago, just mm-hmm. got their vaccine for COVID because they were considered their BMI. I'm like, so the medical industry is using your BMI, people. So, like, what the oh, fuck yeah. is that? So, we got, you know, so fighting that stupid weight stigma. Oh, totally. It's a constant ongoing battle. So, that's where self-care becomes super important mm-hmm. to take care. Going back to what you said earlier about self-care, which I think is super critical because this could be exhausting. But you've also, but we've also got to make sure that the resources for that are available to everyone. Like I'm mm-hmm. sitting here talking about EMDR again, because I'm just going to keep talking about it, but it needs to be available to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. There's the whole pile of thing you were talking about with, you know, availability to food and availability to, yeah. you know, clothing, life. shelter, mm-hmm. human. Well, that's basics. the other thing too, clothing kind of taking it right back. I mean, if you're a yep. larger person and you don't have any money, good luck. You are going to be wearing those stupid swing tops from Target that they try to sell you yeah. for plus size people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's yeah. How do you have self-image when the world around you doesn't support you to have a self-image, right? Exactly. I exactly. mean, bringing it back to belly dance. I think we talked about that in the episode. Like I survived belly dance by making my own costumes. I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't afford to buy a bar, a bra, because vendors would sell it to me three times the cost because it took me three times the materials. I'm like, fine, but why am I the one that's fucked over? Cause my boobs are bigger and my hips bigger. Yeah. So yeah. I just made everything myself and people are always like, Oh, it's a really nice costume. Like, well, yeah, I don't have a choice. I can't just go off the rack and buy it. Like you can. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. No option. I made so, my own skirts. Cause yeah. I'm short. Cause you can't exactly same thing, right? Like that's the thing is like, we've just got to like, I don't know. I think that I really am frustrated by the clothing industry, but yeah, you know, there's so much, so much in there. The, the biggest cause of, of uh, climate change issues is related to clothing and nobody talks about that either, yeah. but that's another episode for another that's day. Another I mean, episode. Just how they treat people and you're expected to fit, right? And if you don't mm-hmm. fit, you get to go to the fat lady store or the petite store for the shorter, but for the shorties. More, yeah, you know. And then there's one store usually for tall women. That's always kind of fun. But it's just, yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So, I mean, I've advised my daughter who's six tall, six, six tall, nice, mm-hmm. good English, six <laughs> feet tall. She's been buying stuff. And I said, find a uh, seamstress. That was oh, advice yeah. somebody short gave me once. And I was like, that's brilliant. Mm-hmm. You know, like, just go pay the extra and get a seamstress and enjoy your clothes better. Yeah. So. A, a friend of mine, um, she has a tailor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 
because what I and, would do. and she and she's a person who is actually on the smaller side. She's very thin. Yeah. Yeah. Same and problem though, right? It, she's very thin and yeah. she's very um how do, I, and I mean it's like it's like the perfect merger of like masculine feminine with mm-hmm. Franz Kafka thrown into it. Mm-hmm. So she mm-hmm. wears like very tailored vests and stuff, but yeah, she yeah. has she has a tailor that she goes to to take everything in. Exactly. <laughs> take it in, take it out, take it up, take it down, whatever you got to yeah. do. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, yep. if you're not right there in that center of the bell curve, yep. it's going to cost yep, you. Yep, yep, yep. So, I don't know. Yeah. Have, we've been talking for 42 minutes. Here we were like, hey, we'll just throw we'll <laughs> just throw the record button on and yeah. we'll just talk about yeah. it real fast. But, but have we come full circle with it? I, I think so. And I think like like the big takeaways for me coming out of this conversation was reframing. Like that sound, like you brought that yeah, up reframing. too. reframing. That's true. I always think of, the whole biopsychosocial, that's like my new buzzword. Yes. So I kind of think that way, get your whole self. You brought up rest. I think that's mm-hmm. important too. And I'm just going to say body neutrality again. Don't try to be so in love with yourself because yeah. you, radically accept yourself every day the way you are. That allows you to be a little more neutral. That's my thing. Mm-hmm. Is there anything I missed that you that also came up? The, the only thing that's coming up for me, too, is just remembering that it's also a systemic issue. Correct. Yes. You know, because, yeah, all of that. And then, like, at the end of the day, it's also a sy- systemic it's, issue. It's not so, you. It's the system. Doesn't yeah. make it better or nope. right. Just means you'll probably be a little more tired having to deal with it. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. yeah good. That's a really good call out. Excellent. There's our self-image derail. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we always end up derailing. You should hear our pre-show chats. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And you should see our texts with each other. It's like, I'm thinking this. I'm thinking that. We'll it's just, we'll talk about it. So, right? It's interesting, though, how it, I don't know if it's changed from when we did the first episode, but it's just become more, for me, it's become more something I just do. You know, yeah, and I don't praise people who are larger, shorter, skinnier. Yeah, gave you for being so brave. Like, fuck you, everybody should be brave. That's yeah. a systemic problem. So let's call that out. But yes, yeah. yeah, you were you were you were issued a body just like everybody else. Exactly. Here's your meat suit. Have a good time. <laughs> Have fun at Earth School. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> No, you didn't get upgraded to the white male model. Sorry. No, not oh. not, this, not this go, not this go. Oh my god! All right. Well, on that note, on that note, thanks for listening, everyone. Please follow us over at Instagram at the number two broads and a bottle of wine. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please, please, please do us a huge favor. Go over there, give us a rating, give us a review. This helps us reach more people. So if you enjoy this podcast and you want other people to give us a rating, give us a review. We'd love to hear from you. So with that, I think we're out. Thank you. Thanks, gang.